Hello! <laughs> Hello, you guys. This is our first time doing a shared screen. Shared screen. I'm going to say welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. That too. Sorry, guys. I jumped the gun. I am too eager. I'm too excited. Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And for listeners, you obviously can't see what we're seeing, but we're on video Skype and I can see Sarah in her cute little pigtails and we're sharing a screen for our um our episode today and if you're a patron you're gonna see us react in video form (laughs) first time we want to see how this goes if you guys like it let us know we can create so many of these because there's so much shitty Mormon awful content out there that we can respond to. There's Uh, so much. So much. much. Um yeah. So before we get into the topic, do we have any announcements? Yes, I have to hold my mic as if I'm like (laughs) Yes, we have some new patrons. Woo! So big shout out to Kayla. Hi we were just talking about you actually. Um she sent us a really, really lovely and heartfelt email that we were just talking about. So thanks for joining us on Patreon. Yes, thank you, Kayla. Lovely email. Lovely. Like, it was written so well. I mean, you guys always write, like, incredible emails, so I don't want to say, like, or make it sound like you don't. But I was just like, wow, this is like, it it reads so well. I'm very impressed. And obviously the topic, though, was quite heavy. But thank you. We, yeah. It's a brave thing that you're doing. So, yes. And then our second patron is Karen, which, if I'm not mistaken, before I did my little um, Instagram hiatus, I think she sent us a really lovely DM, maybe, possibly. It might be in our, um, what are those called? Like requests folder oh I think you're right yeah you we will but I I yeah I took a little Instagram social media break and so Sarah was lovely and um was taking over and interacting with all of you guys so thank you Sarah and thank you to our new patrons (laughs) thank you and yeah sorry guys you had to put up with me (laughs) This week, I struggled. Katie's so good at it. I was trying my best, but we'll be back on on tracks eventually. But I uh, definitely wanted to give give Katie a little break because we all know how it means and feels to just need a social media break. So, yeah, yeah, yeah needed it. But I'm feeling better, and we're back. And unless you have an announcement, I say we just get started. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think so. But can I give the background on this video for Please a little bit? Please give it. Yes. Give a, give a background for everyone. Okay, guys. I feel I'm sitting crisscross applesauce. <gasps> so am I. Oh, my God. So we're going to get into this video. Okay. So the background on this, I have never seen this video before unless it's like a repeat of one of my stories where Katie actually sent it to me two years ago and I just didn't remember and was like, Katie, have you seen this? Um, which I thought would happen, but no. So my boyfriend's friends, they, they usually do like a a Skype call or a zoom call like once a week and 
chat shit or whatever. And Mormonism seems to come up quite often, like the last two or three times. And I could hear them from the bedroom, like talking about Mormonism and a video. And I was like, and then I could hear them playing this video. And I was like, what is that? It sounds like freaky. Like, it just sounds like a weird, creepy video. And then afterwards, Greg came in and was like, have you seen this video? And he showed it to me. And my my jaw went to the ground. I was like, this can't be like, what? What is this video? And everything, he was like, oh, we were talking about it to see if it's, like, accurate. Like, you know, do Mormons actually believe this? And I was like, it's sad to say but yes, like, this is all accurate. Like, as offensive and horrible as this video is, it's it's still pretty accurate. So yeah, so that was the basis. And then instantly, you know, I feel like Greg is like our little manager sometimes. He was like, you know, comes up with these topics for us quite often. And he was like, oh, you and Katie should do like a response episode to this video because it's just mad. Like, it's crazy. And I can't believe that this this video exists. Um, so, yeah, so that's the background on that and why we were watching this <laughs> really creepy, horrible video that we're so excited to share with you guys. Yeah, when you, so Sarah sent me this clip and she was like, have you seen this? And it just brought back flashbacks because I remember when I was first questioning the church, I was looking around on Google and YouTube and this came up and I was like, what is this? And it like freaked me out and I didn't watch it again until a long time after. So I'm so excited to be reacting to it with you. And I love that we're doing this because I have noticed that there are a few like pro Mormon, like YouTubers that have responded to it saying, like, this is so crazy. We would never believe this. Like they're just making up all these anti-Mormon lies. So it's like, mm, let's see how true it really is. <laughs> Oh, and this makes me think of that last reviewer who gave us the bad <laughs> review. Listen if you love lies. <laughs> Everyone out there, listen if you love lies, because we're going to disprove and debunk this ridiculous video that Mormons seem to think isn't true, but in fact, it is part of their, their beliefs, so... So a tiny bit of background on it, it's called, it's uh, it's like the animated segment from a um, full-length film that was, I think it was produced in 1982, I believe, and it was called The God Makers, and it was made by these people who wanted to show how, like, batshit crazy Mormonism is, and they shared it, I think it was actually a book, too, Um and they call it banned Mormon cartoon. I don't know why they call it banned, because I don't think it's really been banned anywhere, as far as I know. But um, anyway, it, that's, it's really interesting. And I feel like if you bring this up to a Mormon, they'll just be like, <clears throat> anti-Mormon lies, blah, blah, blah. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I can't. Also, though, speaking of, I know this is a bit of like, off topic but speaking of Mormon lies Katie and I were just like venting before this episode about that picture that's circulating on social media of President Nelson getting his vaccine and how he's like oh my god science and like acting like he supports which I can't even get into that and then he says like you know the church has made numerous donations to <laughs> 
you know, vaccine and the study and um, development of vaccines and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, really? Again, receipts. And also you have $10 billion. A hundred billion. A hundred billion. Sorry. A hundred billion dollars. Like mm-hmm. you could have like fucking cured the world by this point with exactly. that. So I, and like you said, receipts. Don't see any. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> just the so high shit is just it's gotten old real fast anyway okay are you ready to start i'm so ready this video is so cringy okay okay so um you can see it right yes okay so i'll since i'm in control here i'll just i guess stop it periodically and we can talk about what we just saw okay i have the volume turned up okay here we go Regardless of its Christian veneer, the basic tenets of Mormonism are in direct conflict with biblical Christianity. The following piece of animation, based directly on actual Mormon publications, highlights these major doctrinal differences. Mormonism teaches that trillions of planets scattered throughout the cosmos are ruled by countless gods who once were human like us. Okay, stopping already. 30 seconds in. That's true! It's all true. I just love that this reminds me of like the South Park episode where it's like in Scientology at the bottom, it's like, this is all true. This is not a lie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So listeners, if you're just at home or wherever you are listening, um, if you want to see us react to this again, you might want to watch us. We're on Patreon with this. You can see us in real time, but, um, it's showing like the cosmos and all of these planets and and then it's zooming in on what I'm guessing is going to be maybe Earth. Who knows here? But it's true that in Mormonism, like you're taught that all of everyone, if they become Mormon and follow all the rules, they become a god or a goddess, a wife of a god. Right. <laughs> and so then you get your own planet and you can populate it. So that's like totally true. <laughs> First truth. <laughs> How about if we come across anything that is questionable or maybe not true, we'll let you guys know. But I'm, um, I'm not sure that's going to happen. So here we go. They say that long ago on one of these planets, to an unidentified god and one of his goddess wives, a spirit child named Elohim was conceived. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, she is showing her shoulders. They got that wrong. She cannot be showing that much skin. They got that wrong. She is not modestly dressed. Okay, you guys. I mean, the outline of her boob as well. Exactly. It's very form-fitting and tight, so it's not modest. Also, apparently, um, they're Scandinavian because it's like blonde, blue-eyed, white skin. Like. Very, very whitewashed, like very, very, very. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a, but the good question. Uh, God, I can't speak. The point Elohim, because uh, Greg asked me that question after watching the video, like, who is that? I thought you guys believed in Jesus or like called him Heavenly Father. And I was like, oh, they're talking about temple stuff. I can't believe that they this made it out. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you 
if you didn't grow up Mormon or whatever, haven't been to the temple, Elohim is the Mormon name for God, which is different than Jesus. They believe they're different. They believe that Jesus is the son of an actual, like, being that they believe was once a person elevated to godhood, right? Like, how we all can. So it, like, goes back forever and ever. And this is the little baby blonde Scandinavian Elohim Heavenly Father that they're showing you right now. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay. Yeah. You have a diaper even with a safety pin. I mean, I yeah. Interesting. Oh, God had that back in the day before the child was later born to human parents who gave him a physical body. Through obedience to Mormon teaching and death and resurrection, <laughs> he proved himself worthy and was elevated to Godhood as his father before him. Mormons believe that Elohim is their heavenly father and that he lives with his many goddess wives on a planet near a mysterious star called Korah. Okay, <laughs> did you see him holding all their hands? You guys, he was holding like 20 women's hands. They all had their hands in his. And they all had white robes on. And were all blonde. Oh, they're all blonde. They all look all exactly blonde. the same. Um, but yeah, if Mormons tell you that's not true, they're mistaken because it is taught that polygamy is practiced in like the previous existence and the afterlife as well, including God, because God is not that. And then they also reference Kolob. So we've talked about Kolob a little bit, but yeah, they believe that God lives on a actual planet in our solar system and there's a star near it <laughs> but scientists haven't discovered this it's oh, just, no, no. just but only people are just humans like us because of course we're the ultimate right like we're the end all be all so <laughs> also there's a good hymn song about collab right yeah if you could hide to collab collab yes can you believe that we used to sing that and just go about as if nothing was weird? <laughs> as if that's just normal. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Here the god of Mormonism and his wives through endless celestial sex produced billions of spirit children. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm pausing a lot, but... It's true. Endless celestial sex. That's how they make all the babies that came down to the world. That like sounds so exhausting for women. It's like yeah, they're burying the child. Yeah. yeah. The god can just have fun and have sex, and then the wives are just endlessly, endlessly popping out babies to populate the earth. <laughs> what is it called? Endless. Celestial sex. Celestial sex. I'm gonna start referring to it from that, from like, from now on. Yeah. Celestial Jesus. Celestial sex. Because <laughs> did you know that if you're in the terrestrial or celestial kingdoms, you can't have sex because you don't have private parts. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you wanna like enjoy sex and childbirth or whatever they want to call it you have to make it to the celestial kingdom in the afterlife fuck that I'm so glad even <laughs> though I don't believe that I didn't go down that path as a believer Ew. I would 
ever been able to have sex because I would have probably just been like a virgin until I died. And then we, we all know I wasn't going to make it to the Celestial Kingdom. <laughs> um, or you would have just been given to a polygamist in the afterlife. Ooh. I know. Okay, I'm continuing. <laughs> to decide their destiny, the head of the Mormon gods called a great heavenly council meeting. Both of Elohim's eldest sons were there. Lucifer and his brother Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, but you guys, Lucifer is made to look so unattractive. Still white. Everyone's still white, in case yeah. you're wondering. But they give him like this like caveman looking face, and then like Jesus is like, you know. Jesus is all suave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess were you taught I don't remember being taught about like a council in the heavens I kind of just thought that like it was between Jesus and Satan not like all these other council members at the table but I could be wrong I remember being taught there was a council but like in my head it was more like everyone in in heaven and God and God saying like putting forward this plan and then Jesus and Lucifer like stepped up and presented plans but I didn't think of it as like like, this cartoon is showing it, like, a council board, like a board meeting. A board meeting. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think it's like that. But maybe, maybe I just misinterpreted it when I was learning about it. I think they got it pretty close. Let's see. A plan was presented to build planet Earth, where the spirit children would be sent to take on mortal bodies and learn good from evil. Lucifer stood and made his bid for becoming savior of this new world. Wanting the glory for himself, he planned to force everyone to become gods. Opposing the idea, the Mormon Jesus suggested giving man his freedom of choice, as on other planets. As on other, <laughs> as on other planets. Also, I love that they call him Mormon Jesus. <laughs> Celestial Jesus and Mormon Jesus. It, like, brings my heart so much joy when they keep calling him Mormon Jesus. And when you watch the other Mormon YouTubers respond to this, they just get so annoyed. Like, they don't have to keep calling him Mormon Jesus. It's just Jesus. Why is it so weird that Jesus and Satan could be brothers? And it's like, that's weird. I mean, all of Christianity is weird. Let's be honest. It's a very weird story. But this is like, this is like christianity fan fiction it's like exactly (laughs) but yeah so i think they got that part right where yeah lucifer was like i just want everyone to be happy in gods and jesus was like let's let them choose so (laughs) the most i think ironic and hypocritical thing in the church is this idea that they preach from a young age about how, you know, Jesus gave us agency, but you don't have any agency in the Mormon church. Like there is no agency. You can't choose to do what you want. You're like, you have to choose what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, yeah. If someone kidnaps you and they're like, well, you have a choice if you want to do this horrible thing or I kill you, you have a choice. It's like, exactly. I don't really have a choice. Do I? (laughs) Yeah. The vote that followed approved the proposal of the Mormon Jesus, who would become savior of the planet Earth. Enraged, Lucifer cunningly convinced one third of the spirits destined for Earth to fight with him in revolt. 
traditional, I don't even know what you would call it, <laughs> when Satan becomes, or Lucifer becomes the devil. Yes, the devil. Yeah, so <laughs> they change the, <laughs> Lucifer's face to have, he has horns and everything becomes very spiky. And then it shows the people he convinced in the pre-existence, the souls or whatever you'd call them. They also become his demons and they look, I don't know. Werewolves almost, like they're turning into a werewolf. <laughs> turning into the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long white Grinches. Oh yeah, they're still white. Mind you. Sent to this world, they would forever be denied bodies of flesh and bone. Those who remain neutral in the battle were cursed to be born with black skin. This is the Mormon explanation for the Negro race. Oh, my God. Uh, This, okay, yeah, this is so racist. But the thing is, is that this is what was taught in the church and you can find passages of this in the pearl of great price of their scriptures and this was taught for a long time they're gonna deny that this was taught but it was taught up until very recently wow these cartoon drawings are very racist too okay the spirits that fought most valiantly against lucifer would be born into mormon families on planet earth these would be the lighter-skinned people, or white and delightsome, as the Book of Mormon <laughs> describes them. Look at their smiles. Early Mormon prophets taught that Elohim and one of his goddess wives came to earth as Adam and Eve to start the human race. So that's where the Adam-God theory comes from, because Brigham Young and other prophets did teach that Elohim came to earth and took the form of Adam to, like, start mankind on Earth. So oh, that's true. Okay. So not a lie, but, yeah, Mormons hate when that's brought up. <laughs> Thousands of years later, Elohim, in human form once again, journeyed to Earth from the star-based Kolok, this time to have sex with the Virgin Mary, in order to provide Jesus with a physical body. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, I like oh, an no. Ad. <laughs> Shit. I think if you just maybe mute yourself and get through it uh, while you're doing that, I will chat about this last one. I think, honestly, I wish that the Mormon church would have presented it this way because the entire time growing up, I was just like, I don't get it. Does God actually have sex with Mary or like, does he just magically make her pregnant? Like, obviously we know none of that happened and it's bullshit, but like how it's described in Christianity and especially Mormonism, it's just kind of like, and the Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus. But I was like, but but how does she get pregnant? And everyone's like, well, she was blessed by God. Okay, but what does that mean? Like, he actually have sex with her, or did he just, like, magically put a baby in her stomach? I don't get it. And, and you never will get a straight answer, because there, yeah, a lot of other Christian denominations will actually say, like, it was immaculate conception, like, that it was just a spirit, but, like, since Mormons believe that God has a physical body, which they really believe, you could even ask them, it's like, well, doesn't that mean that he had sex with her? And they won't. 
there's nothing you can find that will either like confirm or deny it. It's basically just like if you put two and two together, he has a physical body. That probably means sex. <laughs> Celestial <laughs> sex. <laughs> so basically, this is like the oldest form of rape. <laughs> so like, I'm sure like Mary wasn't like, oh, hey, so I'm engaged to Joseph. But um, yeah, I guess, God, you want me to have sex with you? So cool. So, yeah, look at her face right here. She's just like, uh, really? I don't want to. Ugh. <laughs> right, she's the best. Her face is like, ugh, God. Yeah, and her really neck, is. why did they make her neck so long? <laughs> I just noticed that. She's the little giraffe. Wow. Yeah, miss you, Mary. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. After Jesus Christ grew to manhood, he took at least three wives. Mary, Martha, and Mary Magdalene. What do you think about that? Is that true? They've also never clarified that anymore because I always remember asking and I didn't know what the answer was. Yeah, because early prophets and apostles did say that, like they claimed that because that's they were teaching polygamy and they were like, polygamy is this celestial principle, so of course Jesus did it as well and. Other um, prophets and apostles have taught that he just married Mary Magdalene and had children with her. And then some say he didn't have any. And it's like there's no clarification. And then if you ask people now, they're just like, I don't know. It's possible he could have had a wife. I don't know. It's weird to me because it's like you'd think that would be something that could be clarified. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they never, because I remember, what was it, like, around the time the Da Vinci Code came out, and the, then all of that came out with, like, Jesus being married, and, like, who, which one it was, and Mary Magdalene, and, like, all this stuff, and I was, like, asking, I don't remember who it was in church, like, wait, is that true? And they just would never give me a straightforward answer. I know, you would think that Elohim could go tell Russell M. Nelson, <laughs> but he doesn't. <laughs> he just tells them that he doesn't call Mormons anymore. Yeah, don't call us Mormons anymore, okay? <laughs> oh, this is looking creepy. Wise, the Mormon Jesus, for whom Joseph Smith claimed direct descent, supposedly fathered a number of children before he was crucified. According to the Book of Mormon, after his resurrection, Jesus came to the Americas to preach to the Indians, who the Mormons believe are really Israelites. Thus, the <laughs> their faces. Oh my God. You guys, I just <laughs> the whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, but also true Mormon doctrine. Yeah, they uh-huh. really do believe that after he was crucified, he made his magical way over to the States and he taught the Native Americans who, yes, they believe were descended from Israelites. And if they <laughs> tell you anything else, they don't understand their own book. So, yeah. And what was it? Was that video you shared with me with the Captain Moroni who was like, yeah, you can even, like, it's scientifically proven there's, like, DNA. Oh, yeah, it's not proven at all. If it was, everyone would believe the Book of Mormon then. But no. So there's there was a guy dressed up as Captain Moroni at the riot 
at the Capitol, which happened last week or a few weeks ago. Time makes no sense to me anymore. But um, yeah, and I sent Sarah, I found a video of a reporter interviewing a guy who, the guy who was dressed up as Captain Moroni, and he, yeah, he's something else. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't saying anything that wasn't in the Book of Mormon, I guess. that. (laughs) The Jesus of Mormonism established his church in the Americas as he had in Palestine. Indian Israelites, known as Lamanites, had destroyed all of the white Nephites in a number of great battles. Sorry, that was kind of loud for you listeners. It was just a bunch of cartoons fighting. <laughs> it was a bunch of, like, guys who looked like they were Roman soldiers or gladiators. That was how they were dressed. Yep. And um, they are very white, and they have white beards, and they all got killed by the darker-skinned, native-looking people who they're claiming are Lamanite. Well, who the Mormon Church claims is Lamanites, and they're portraying it as such, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's accurate. Like, it, that's yeah. in the Book of Mormon, you guys. And this has been a conversation that Katie and I have had multiple times, and if you listen to us regularly, we talk about this, like, when the Mormon Church refuses to apologize for their racist history and tendencies and beliefs and doctrines, and the biggest one is that when you hear these progressive Mormons, or not even progressive Mormons, just saying, like, but the church is not racist. It's like, your Book of Mormon, the entire Book of Mormon is racist. Like, it's all racist. Like, yeah. I don't There's know how no way around it. Beyond it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They can try to justify it anyway, but it just... Yeah, there's no way around the dark-skinned Lamanite thing, so. The Nephites' records were supposedly written on golden plates and buried by Moroni, the last living Nephite in the hill Cumorah. Fourteen hundred years later, (laughs) a young treasure seeker named Joseph Smith, who was known for his tall tales, claimed to have uncovered these same gold plates near his home in upstate New York. (laughs) Dum, 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 dum. Stop. (laughs) It's like every time I hear the Mormon story of Joseph Smith, I just get more and more embarrassed that I believe that shit for so long. (laughs) Yeah, same. I know. It's, it's very interesting to look back on and to just see how many people actually believe that. Um, but yeah, they really do believe that those people that were made up in the Book of Mormon buried these gold plates and then Joseph Smith found them and then wouldn't let anyone see them and then translated them and then an angel came and took them away so no one could actually verify that they even existed. This is madness. <laughs> And I believed it. And I never even looked into Joseph Smith's background, like, to find out he was a con artist. And yeah. as this movie says, like, a guy with tall tails. Is that what he said? A man okay. with tall tails? Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so just, true. <laughs> yikes. 
He is now honored by Mormons as a prophet because he claimed to have had visions from the spirit world in which he was commanded to organize the Mormon church because all Christian creeds were an abomination. That's also true, and that's literally in their scriptures. They say that every other church is an abomination. Yep. I remember, like, hearing that as a kid growing up and asking what that meant because it was such a strong word. And when I found out, I was like, whoa, like every other church. And it set the scene for every other time someone would talk about a church that wasn't Mormon. I was like, ooh, abomination. Yeah, you were all led astray and you don't have the truth. We do, though. Like, we're so much better than you. I do have to say, though, can I read this, like, meme? Yes. It's on the same subject. I have to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Jessica. She posted this and I, like, instantly liked it and was like, it's funny because it's true. It says, evidence you might be in a cult. Your group has one leader, usually male. You revere this leader and do what he tells you. Your group has the answers while nobody else does. And you actively deny that your group is a cult. <laughs> Literally what we were just talking about. Like That's, that's spot on. And yep. that's exactly it. I mean, I feel like if you constantly have to say that you're not a cult, you might be a cult or in a cult. Mm-hmm. And if your leader his whole agenda was have as much sex as possible and take people's lives. You might be in a cult. <laughs> you might be in a cult. And if you oh, think your money, yeah. And if they ask for your money and if you're the only one or you're, you believe that this church is the only one with the true answers and that you're better than everyone else. And you have these secrets. You're in a cult. You're in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was Joseph Smith who originated most of these peculiar doctrines, which millions today believe to be true. This is something, oh, sorry. This is something that I bring up with Mormons quite often. Well, not anymore, because I'm done arguing with them. But um, I'll say, you know, this is why a lot of these things are, they're not only silly, but they're really problematic because this man invented them and he invented this doctrine that includes all this racist stuff, all of this patriarchal, patriarchal misogyny. And they're like, no, 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 he didn't, he didn't make it up. That was God. Those are real scriptures from God. And it's like, "Mm, no, it originated from Joseph Smith. But even, even if it is from God, it's like, why would you want to believe in a God who's like that? Exactly. That's what I I always struggled with because that was one of my turning points is that I was just thinking like, I can't, I don't know if I can believe in a God who doesn't want me to be happy. And right now I'm so not happy. And if I have to be a virgin until I die and like believing in this stuff and not pursuing my own dreams because I'm supposed to get married and have a family and like, da, 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 like, I just can't believe in a God that would that would care that much about that, but also would be that petty and just like, yeah, be unhappy, you know, he would, you'd want, yeah, a God that would want you to be a virgin until you die, including he wouldn't even want you to experience an orgasm through masturbation. Like, I'm sorry, that's just cruel. He care. So cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By maintaining a rigid code of financial and moral requirements and through performing secret temple rituals with themselves and the dead, 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have to pause because it showed a list that said things they can't do. And there was like liquor, coffee, tea, Coca-Cola, question mark. Question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> like some Mormons think Coca-Cola is off limits and some others are like, no, it's okay. <laughs> I Like Greg and his friends, when they were over a few weekends ago, they were talking about like things you couldn't have. And I was like. Dude, I went to a university where, like, you couldn't even have caffeine. Like, caffeine didn't exist on the university. Like, everything was caffeine-free. And they were like, no. Because they were thinking, like, oh, beer wasn't on campus. And I was like, no, no. Not even caffeinated beverages were on campus. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so wild to think about. <laughs> um, you drink caffeine. Because I would drink Coke all the time. Like, I mean, I still do. It's a naughty habit. But... I would do it, and in Utah, everyone would be like, <gasps> like I could see, like the the amount of judgment for me drinking caffeinated drinks was so insane. Like I was always judged. I had to like hide them. Oh was, like, yeah, my own brown bag, but for Coke instead of liquor. <laughs> if I ever got any kind of co- coffee drink from, it usually had to be from like a gas station because. When I was growing up, there wasn't even a Starbucks in the towns of Orem and Provo until I think I hit, like, maybe 18 or 20. But um, if I ever, when I was, like, being rebellious as a teenager, would get a coffee drink, I would always, like, lie if my friends asked and be like, it's hot, hot chocolate. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so shameful. It's so weird, but it's shameful. Um Anyway, it just started talking, before I paused it, it started talking about, like, secret temple rituals for themselves and for the dead, which, of course, they do, and any Mormon that watches this is probably like, they're not secret, they're sacred, but they are secret, and they're very strange. (laughs) And it's a cult. Yeah, yeah. They'll like to say things like, oh, it's just higher learning or whatever. But if you're not allowed to talk about it at all outside of the temple to anyone, that's not just a special learning experience. That's a secret, my friends. (laughs) Yeah. Saturday saints hope to prove their worthiness and thus become gods. The Mormons teach that everyone must stand at the final judgment before Joseph Smith, the Mormon Jesus, and Elohim. Those Mormons who were seen... Were you taught that Joseph Smith would be at Judgment Day? No, I actually wasn't. That was a new one for me. Yeah, I've heard that before. Like, I've heard it, um, I think, said by, like, church leaders. But I don't remember being taught that as as a kid or a teenager or anything. I think that's a more obscure teaching. Yeah. Sealed in the eternal marriage ceremony. Oh, there's our apron. To become polygamous gods in the celestial kingdom, rule over other planets, and spawn new families <laughs> throughout eternity. Spawn. Mormons thank God for Joseph Smith, who claimed that he had done more for us than any other man, including Jesus Christ. I Which think- true. I think the quote was, I'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure his quote was that he's done more for mankind than more than any other man on earth except for Jesus. I think he put himself second to Jesus, not above Jesus, but I could be wrong. 
But I still, I mean, oh, yeah, because, Katie, we don't do our research and we're just dumb. Oh, yeah, whatever. But, <laughs> but I'll have to look that up. But either way, that's a pretty big claim to be like, I'm just as good as Jesus, basically. <laughs> I'm just as good as Celestial Jesus, Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. <laughs> the Mormons believe that he died as a martyr, shed his blood for us so that we too may become gods oh oh no is that the end of it it's it's close to the end let me see if there's anything else after this ad but um it seems like they're kind of trying to say there that they think joseph smith is like another god and they don't really teach that like he shed his blood for us like Jesus but they do teach that he was a martyr and that he did nothing wrong and he was like innocent you know definitely they always teach that because I never even heard of like Joseph Smith's criminal record or like anything that he had done I was just always taught that he was like a martyr and that they cruised like didn't crucify him but they murdered him and like yeah, yeah out of weren't out taught of like I never knew that yeah he was having sex with 13 and 14 year olds and he had destroyed the printing press that was trying to expose him and I didn't know that he had a gun and he actually fired it at people too like yeah so yeah they they don't say that he shed his blood the same way as Jesus but they do very much hold him in like super duper high regard yeah although there are thousands of Mormon okay yeah I think that's about where we can stop because now it's not the cartoon portion anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Sarah? What? Oh, man. I I mean, when I first watched it and even now, I was just completely shocked. I, I, I mean, it took me because it's just when you see it visually as well, you just think like, holy shit, like this is actually what they believe and this is some weird ass cult shit and it's also just so racist and sexist yeah, yeah. and it honestly it reminds me of I'm I'm reading um the second book to Handmaid's Tale called oh. The Testaments and it's just like every time I read like when I first read The Handmaid's Tale and then I'm reading this I'm just like it's not far off these religious ideas of women and how they need to be and the purity of being white and wholesome and like it's just it's gross but it's I feel like Mormonism is even scarier than these blatant you know radical Christian beliefs and sectors because they hide it they're really good at manipulating you and making you feel like but this isn't racist you know I'm progressive I'm blah 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 but it's not like you're you are enabling all of this to happen to continue to happen and and to embed this doctrine that's just horrible yeah it's very much like it's sort of it's weird because it's not really hidden but in a way it is like you said because there's all this other fluff they like to talk about with like oh we just believe in being christ-like and we believe in family and blah 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 but then the core beliefs and you look into their scriptures are this and is this was totally for the most part true and especially it was produced in 1982 so if a mormon 
watches it now, they'd be like, oh, this is just stupid, blah, 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 this isn't real. And it's like, no, it's just, I mean, it seems it's outdated because it is, but that's still what's in your doctrine and your scriptures. I mean, honestly, I would say, like, I'm just throwing out a number here, and obviously I I don't know how accurate it is, but just based off of our knowledge of the Mormon church, I would say this movie is, like, 95% accurate, like, 90 to 95%. There were just, like, two parts where I was like, I don't know if that was the case, but it could be. I just don't remember hearing about it. Yeah, Um, it's definitely the most, one of the most accurate portrayals from, especially from, like, an anti-Mormon stance. A lot of times they make it seem even crazier, like, oh, Mormons have horns, or, like, Mormons are still polygamists, you know. But this one was actually really, like, I feel like it was fair and accurate in what it portrayed for the most part, especially for how old it was. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people who, especially at Mormons who are, like, defending it or saying this isn't true, either people who haven't gone through the temple or people who have gone through the temple but were like me, didn't understand what the hell was going on because it was so (laughs) creepy. So I just, like, pushed it all down and pretended like it never happened um, or just didn't go into that much detail with the doctor. And like, I kind of, as we talked about before, I kept it at a surface level in order for me to like stay in the church. I was like, I can't go digging. Cause I know as soon as I do, I'm going to be like, this is all bullshit. So yeah. I kept it like a very like surface, but like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't go into the details of like the doctrine or scriptural study and stuff like that because of these reasons. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's not fun to learn and to look at, but it's important, too. And I think, yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing to me when I see Mormon, like, influencers or YouTubers, like, trying to say that this isn't real, because that's a that's a lie. <laughs> this stuff is real. This is what's in the beliefs, but... It totally would have been that person, too. I, I just... Oh. And I think that was also what was triggering and, like, a bit um shocking for me is when I watched it is I remember thinking like oh my god if I if if I watched this as a Mormon I would instantly be like this is all bullshit this isn't true this isn't how we think like they're just trying to like create anti-Mormon literature and content and it's not real (laughs) isn't it funny remembering being a Mormon I remember thinking that like everyone was out to get me or to get church like everything even if it was just history was like anti-mormon and you look back and you're like no one (laughs) it's just such a narcissistic way of thinking where I was like everyone I'm right and everyone's just out to get me and it's like nah you just believe some wacky ass shit like (laughs) that's it or like everyone thinks that you're like weird or thinks that you're special because you're not drinking and in reality no one gives a fuck No one cares that you're Mormon. If anything, they might be curious because they're thinking on the inside, like, this person seems sane and intelligent. How do they believe in this religion? Which is why I found out later that my friends and colleagues were like, it was never that we judged you. It was just a bit like, ah, she seems intelligent. Like, why is she? she doing? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it's similar. like. It's... Yeah, I, I, when I took, I think I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I decided to take a week away from social media and it's so funny like it just kind of brought up this like little like narcissistic Mormon tendency in me where I was like okay before I delete the apps 
I need to go on and I need to make a post or make a story explaining like, I'm not going to be on social media for a week. So if you need me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no one gives a fuck. Like if anyone (laughs) wants to reach me that wants to reach me, they have my like phone number or they, they can contact me. It was like such this, but it made me think of, remember when it was maybe like a couple of years ago, um, Nelson told people, I think he even told like specifically young women, like you need to take a week off of social media and all of them, I swear to God, all of them that I know anyway, posted a thing before they did their little social media fast that was like, I'm going to be off social media because the prophet told me to. And every single time I was like, no one fucking cares. I know. <laughs> no I one cares. totally remember that. I totally remember that because I was like, that was my first purge that I did of my social media where I was like deleting you, 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 you. And it also made me think of, I just watched on Netflix that um, 2020 stand up of like the best stand up routines. And one of the comedians says that <laughs> she's like, you know, and these people who go away on social media and they feel like they have to make a post before they go away. And it's like, no one fucking cares. Like, no one cares. Like, what, we're going to miss out seeing what you ate that day? Exactly what I, I, like, started laughing at myself. Like, I literally post maybe, like, a photo of my dog, a photo of what I ate. That's about it. And, like, I'm not so goddamn important that I need to make an announcement that I'm taking a break. But I feel like when I was a Mormon, I just felt so, like, oh, my God, everything's about me. Everyone, like wants to know how I think about this or that or blah blah, yeah. blah. no no one cares <laughs> no one cares you <laughs> so depressing but it's true <laughs> oh and it's also funny how Nelson you know three years ago told all of the members to go on a social media fast and then you know fast forward to 2020 where he's telling everyone to post and to hashtag it be grateful uh, God is so fickle. I tell you, that Mormon God, Mormon <laughs> Jesus. Mormon Elohim. Yeah, they just don't he know what they fix, want. He could fix so much and answer so many questions, but instead he wants to have social media fast or social media campaigns. Oh, man. He's sort of the time. Like, so much good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was fun. I enjoyed watching that with you. That was you fun to see your reaction. <laughs> oh Yours about you guys. It was hilarious. Both of us, our, our jaws would drop at the same point, or I would just start, like, giggling, and Katie starts to it's good. It's good. Watch this video if you can, or watch us on Patreon, because uh, it's definitely worth it to, to have the visuals go along with the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wild ride, but... <laughs> You guys all have a good week. We love you all. And um, yeah, hopefully this week goes smoothly and we'll be back next week with more for you. Yeah, keep in touch. And as always, we love you guys and we love your support. And uh, that was me making an awkward face. So you guys can see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, on a serious note, we love you guys. We are grateful for your support and stay safe and healthy and wash your goddamn hands. Bye. Bye.